Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You know what today is? Now think about it. April Fools. I am I am I am close to a fool. My birthday's tomorrow, as I said for more than a half a century now. But this is no joke. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show, and I am your host, Brian Pointer. So great to be with you. A lot of folks out on spring break. Maybe you're traveling. Maybe you're on your way home, and you just need somebody to keep you awake. Well count me in that's what i'll do and take care of you we have a big show today and whenever you can have the director of our department of natural resources join indiana outdoors he's always got a great message great leadership great stewardship so many great things happening coming out of the department of natural resources he's going to be with us a little later on brandon butler regular contributor here driftwood outdoors uh, great new project that he's been a party to that's going to help clean up water and He's going to be on TV. I don't know about that. He's got a face for radio, maybe not TV, but we're going to find out what that's all about. And then the legislatures are in most of the states right now. And one of my organizations that I support personally and advocate for who to whoever will listen, the Sportsman's Alliance based out of Ohio, thought I'd catch up with them to find out what they're doing. Hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of bills that they're trying to keep track of. I have enough trouble here in Indiana. So the Sportsman's Alliance is on hold. They're going to be with us when we come back. We're going to find out what all the wackadoos are up to in the legislature. It's Indiana Outdoor Show, and I'm your host, Brian Pointer. It is Indiana Outdoor Show, and it is a beautiful Believe it or not, April, Saturday. Hard to believe that I say this the older I get, but where in the hell did the first quarter go? And here we are, April 1st. It's April Fool's. It's no fool. We're bringing you, I'm a fool, but we're bringing you the Indiana Outdoor Show. As promised, each and every week, of course, we're brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. You can sign up to be that organ and tissue donor. When you buy your hunting and fishing license, couldn't be any easier. Of course, also going to driventosavelives.org at the top of the hour. Mention it's been a minute since we've caught up with our good friends at the Sportsman's Alliance. And uh, always great to visit with our friends over there. Brian, uh, you know, it feels like you miss a day, you miss a lot. And if I don't talk to you for a month or so, I feel like the world is just kind of caved in. But you guys have been busier than ever over at the Sportsman's <laughs> Alliance. Before we jump into kind of what's happening around the country and what you guys are tracking, why don't you explain to people what you guys do? One of the great organizations that I advocate for, uh, neighbor in Ohio. But tell me what you guys have been up to. And tell me what, first of all, tell me what the Sportsman's Alliance is all about. 
Yeah, so the Sportsman's Alliance, we're a nonprofit uh, advocacy organization that uh, works to protect hunting, fishing, and trapping. And we work in all 50 states. We work in state and federal court at the ballot box when there's ballot initiatives. Um, and so we just, you know, protect hunting, fishing, and trapping and, and shooting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as you can imagine and see, it's uh, there's an onslaught, you know, during the sessions when, when all the states are in session. And right now, 49 out of 50 states are in session so we're still currently tracking about a thousand different legislative bills in all well 49 states and a couple of states have adjourned so you know there's still tonnage coming in and bills being introduced even though we're halfway through the session and some are closing out so you know we're uh, we're hopping i think we've put out about 150 160 alerts somewhere in there uh for people to take action on in different states since January 1st. Well, you you just broke down an awful lot. So let's hover here for a second. First of all, cannot advocate strong enough for people to get involved. And if getting involved to you is joining an organization that is going to do the hard work, Sportsman's Alliance is none better. You've got 49 of 50 circuses in session right now, including the state of Indiana, where we're broadcasting from here. And I, I just got to ask you, which state isn't in session? <laughs> which is the forty ninth? Uh, which is the fiftieth? Yeah, Louisiana. Louisiana is the one that's not in session. So if you look at our uh, legislative heat map, it is uh, all lit up, bright orange, except for Louisiana. It's just gray. <laughs> well, they're probably out gator hunting or doing something. Who knows? But you know, trying to keep track of over a thousand bills, I have a tough time keeping track of just what's going on in our legislature, uh, paying attention through our Department of Natural Resources and the uh, Indiana Sportsman's Roundtable and other things that are people, volunteers, who I can't thank enough for the hard work that they do. But joining something to have your voice heard or to be aware is very, very important. How do you track a thousand bills? Uh, yeah, that, our government affairs team is fantastic. Todd and Naomi and, and Rob, they just do a fantastic job. Naomi's got spreadsheets up one side and down the other and tracking the bills and tracking the, uh, you know, crossover dates and committees that they're in and whether they like, are likely to pass or not. You know, you have to look at the makeup of the committee and then the different legislatures and who the governor is. And they just do a fantastic job tracking all that. Um, um, if you go to our website and look at our legislative action center, I, I talked about our heat map. You can go and click on your state, you know, click on Indiana or whatever state, and it will filter what bills are going through the state at that time uh, by hunting, fishing, game commission, sporting dogs, or trapping. And it, you, you can filter it right down and look at it and look at the text of the bill. And, uh, yeah, it's just a fantastic tool that they have and that anybody can use. And so, yeah, they're just they just do an insane job. I just try to keep up with them. Well, I nobody wants to know how the sausage is made. And I use that term often when it comes to the legislative process. But I don't think Indiana is any different than any of the others. There may be subtleties in how things work, but nobody really wants to know the backroom dealings and how things are actually made and get done. But this is the time in Indiana when the proverbial. Um, 
dump, and I'm trying to be nice here, the proverbial dump of amendments on bills that have nothing related, trying to slide things through at the last minute, sliding things into bills that have nothing to do with it. Uh, You know, we got a big wetland issue going on here that our legislature is continuing to uh, ease wetland restrictions. And I'm no tree hugger for sure, but... You know, they're they're doing some things that are really causing problems and they get thrown in at the last minute. And I'm telling you, we got legislative directors at our Department of Natural Resources that basically live at the state house. And I just give a hats off to your legislative team for keeping track of all those things. And as we've talked about over the years with the Sportsman's Alliance, the things that are in Oregon or California or New York or the East and West Coast, proverbially, eventually they have ramifications. Oftentimes, the theme that you have harped on, Brian, is they have ramifications that are unforeseen and they travel, meaning what is happening out West is going to happen here and you have to be vigilant. But before they end up in this mess that we're that we see here in Indiana, you know, keep it out there, and you guys are well ahead of the curve. But the the idea that some of these things get thrown out, I'm just going to pick one because I see your weekly updates and your magazine. You know, there's this bill in Maine, for example, that that could ban bird hunting on preserves, and we have multiple. Uh, bird hunting opportunities put and take as many would know them here in the state of indiana but these laws are written by buffoons that basically make things illegal that they probably don't have intended but yet they're just they're jackaloons when they write these things and that's why you guys have to stay on top of it give us some thoughts about how you deal with those things yeah it it gets tough real quick you know it's uh the law is all about language and words and definitions how you know how words are being defined and each state can be different or each whoever is writing the bill can write whatever they want and you might think it means one thing but it means something else so you really have to start parsing down those bills and then look extrapolating like okay this is saying you know it, it might uh pretend to be like okay we're going to stop high fence hunting operations and you know the bill says for instance like that one you're talking about in maine it says any boundaries artificial boundaries well it depends how you define that and that could be a road now if you're hunting a field that's surrounded by roads are you within are you using an artificial boundary you know and could that be uh prosecuted if somebody wanted to so you have to start looking at those unintended consequences or you know whatever and sometimes they're legitimately unintended other times they're written that way to see if they can get them through so we get on it and if you know something like that uh, where we have a question contact those guys and be like hey what's your intention here and try to get through to them and explain, well, here's the unintended side, get them to tweak stuff, change things, make amendments, whatever. And uh, if not, then we alert the public and let them, let the, let their constituents uh, hear, hear from them and uh, try to put some pressure on them and and enforce the changes. And if not, then you got to look at the next step. And, uh, you know, there's a whole process to it. Well, you you've talked about ballot initiatives, which is a whole different ballgame. But when you put out these alerts, 
you know, Indian Outdoors is 24 years doing Indian Outdoors every week. And we see this, whether it's the Indiana Wildlife Federation or the national organizations or the NRA or the other, the 2A project, which is here locally, they'll send out these alerts saying, you got to pay attention, call your legislators. And what I've learned over the years, being a little bit of a politically astute, is that it doesn't take many calls for these oftentimes part-time legislators to go, holy Moses, what's happening out there? There's a tsunami of interest and they got 10 phone calls on something. A little bit goes a long way. Yeah, for sure. You know, we're all attached to our phones, but I swear people hate to pick up the phone and actually use it. You know, we'd rather push a button and just be done with it, which we have the alerts and our alerts will have a take action where you can do that and push the button. But if people actually pick up the phone and call, they're like, holy moly. They're like, what did I just step in? Like you said, 10, 10 calls, just even questioning or saying, hey, this is bad because. And that's it. You just have to talk to the person who answers the phone, the legislative aide. If they're picking up the phone 10 times a day, you know, that's a couple hours of work they're not getting done. And so they're going to let the legislator know about it. And that'll start moving the needle real quick. Like you said, it does not take much. But... It you got to do it. Intimidating for people. It yeah. is, and it's you know, a lot of just do it though. A lot of people don't know, and I know that you do a great job of this, and other organizations who are trying to move that needle do a great job of saying, "Here's the number. Here's the person. Call this number and say this." You know, and it couldn't be any easier. Oftentimes, but where you stand depends on where you sit. Are uh, uh, a great quote from the Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill era when they had to work together back in the year of our Lord, Ronald Reagan, 1980-ish, you know, Tip O'Neill said, where you stand depends on where you sit. And oftentimes the people that are answering those phones, they're very, very young and very inexperienced, and they're trained to basically do the same thing over and over, track who calls, track what they're saying, get back with me at the end of the day, and a legislature's off being wined and dined by some lobbyist somewhere. And that's why this is incredibly important for these types of things to happen. Sorry if I sound cynical, but it's early and I'm in a bad mood because it's April 1st. But it's the truth. Uh, Speaking of which. No, that's exactly right. Exactly right, you know. And so that's where the one button pushes, you know, for emails don't really work. They just look at it by subject, filter their email by subject and go, we got a whole bunch from an automated something because all the subjects are the same or the message is the same. And so they just go, yeah, there was a whole bunch. Somebody's putting out a campaign. Okay. And they kind of brush it aside. But well, they're picking up the phone. This is why I say membership in organizations that means something to you. And I don't care what your issue is, join something, whether it's the Indiana Wildlife Federation or it's the deer, the ducks, the turkeys, the elk, the quail, the pheasant. They all have organizations and they all advocate for different things. Join something so you can get a part of this, especially the Sportsman's Alliance. Hey, real quickly, I don't want to dominate this conversation and make everybody just want to drive into a concrete wall this morning. What are some of the other things that are on your plate this year that people need to be aware of because oftentimes you highlight the the really just insane stuff where people are driving going are you serious what are you working on 
Oh, geez. There's, there, there's just about everything. There's issues out here in the West, Washington and Oregon, especially with the gun gun control stuff. Uh, you know, there was a ballot initiative in Oregon that, you know, instituted all sorts of restrictions and infrastructure that doesn't exist. They're trying to pass the same thing in Washington now, like we just talked about, you know, kind of that slide from state to state, trying to pass the same thing in Washington, not by ballot initiative, but by piecemeal through the legislature. And that's just tearing right through. And so uh, that's been taking up a lot of time. Jeez, uh, what else? There's, you got uh, Dogs are always a big thing around the country. And I saw in Connecticut, yeah. the kennel owners are kind of at risk out there. Dogs are a hot topic and people, you know, get real emotional about that. But very quickly, what's that issue about? Yeah, the dog kennel stuff is everywhere. Uh, kennel and breeding, tethering is always a big one. It ha- it's been a little quieter this year, but actually there's been quite a few. Trapping has been quieter, the one that's been kind of quiet, and that's still 80 different bills. But, uh, yeah, the, the kenneling and breeding stuff, and this is a perfect example, they just try to get language in. You know, like you can't have more than 10 female dogs on your property, which to be a person who has one or two dogs, that sounds like a lot. But if you're a bird dog guy or a hound guy and you're serious about this, that may not be that much. But if they can get that into writing in a state, then they can cut, they come back the next year and they try to move it from 10 to five. And then from the next year, they try to move it from five to two to zero. And so pretty right. soon you can't have any females without being considered a commercial breeder, which then opens you up to USDA uh, inspections, home inspections, fees, permits, business licenses. That drives the cost of puppies up. Yep. Brian, you're always good. Which ironically only allows people who want a dog then to go to the very thing they're trying to shut down, which are the so-called puppy mills. So it's just a, it's a, (laughs) it's a zoo. (laughs) It's a pardon the pun. And you know, I couldn't ask for a better Uh, You did such a great job representing the Alliance. How do people get involved? How do people become a member real quick? Yeah, just uh, you can do it right on the website, sportsmensalliance.org. That's M-E-N-S, sportsmensalliance.org, 35 bucks a year. Or you can go up from there and get, you know, tumblers and knives and hats and whatever. Uh, so yeah, you can do that. You can donate to the uh, legal defense fund if you want to, if you want your money to specifically go to lawsuits like we have in Washington state, we have in California, we have in Alaska, uh, then that money will be dedicated to that effort. You're awesome. Thanks for everybody. Thank you for doing all you do. And we look forward to having you back here on Indian outdoors. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you. You too. My pleasure. It is the Indiana outdoor show and I'm your host, Brian Pointer, we just got it kicked off really well. Don't go anywhere. It's Indian Outdoor Show. It is the Indian Outdoor Show. It is April Fool's Day. We're not playing any jokes here. It's all serious business today. Many thanks to our friends at the Sportsman's Alliance over in Ohio. Great group, conservation, top of their list, defending hunting, fishing, your rights. Great membership organization. Thanks to all the staff there doing such great work, following over a 1,000 bills, most of which are 
well, we'll just call them dumb. I want to say something else. But let's move it back home and go to a happy place. It's always my thrill, privilege, and pleasure to have the director of our Indiana Department of Natural Resources, Dan Bortner, joining us. And it's been a minute since you and I have had a chance to be here on Indiana Outdoors, but I got to say this in all seriousness. I thank you because each and every week you provide access to many of the biologists and experts that are out there in the field on the various uh, outdoor-related things, and Indian Outdoors wouldn't be the same without that. So best to you, and thank you for doing that. And then we're going to get right to the good stuff. It's always great to hear your voice, and uh, people are heading back out and doing things, and the world's waking up, and I'm sure you're excited about that. I certainly am, Brian, and good morning to you and yours. i tell you what, uh, you're spot on, man. Uh, you can feel it. Springs are coming. Uh, yeah, we've still got some chilly nights that are that are, that are are happening, but I tell you what, get up in the morning, get outside and see what's going on, and it's going to be a wonderful spring. You can feel it in the air. We're ready to go. Well, we just got off the phone with one of my favorite organizations, the Sportsman's Alliance, based in Ohio. Yeah. And they're, they're out there doing – just I, I just I've been following these guys for years. I'm a member of their organization, and I can't thank them enough for what they do because they deal with issues on the east and west coast, oftentimes and around the country where you would think Indiana. Well, we don't have wolves, we don't have bears, but they're doing these things. But we do have dogs and guns and uh, kids hunting and these bills that are out there like in our Indiana legislature right now often have very, very dramatic unintended consequences if they get enacted. And we've got a legislature going on right now. And I know that's keeping you hopping. How do things look in our Indiana legislature this year? You know, it's uh, it's been a busy session, as as you said. Uh, you know, we've got a long session this year, so that makes you know, obviously it's a budget year, which uh, creates its own dynamics and stuff. But we got some good things going on. You know, the governor was very very good to us in, in his agenda for the legislative this uh, situation this year. Major capital project in there, Potato Creek State Park. In we're keeping our fingers crossed that uh, that that goes through. Uh, if it does, that's going to be Indiana's eighth in Brian. Unbelievable! Yeah, absolutely right. Well, it only it's took a hundred years it only took a hundred <laughs> years the almost last time we built one was in 1939 back at spring mill state park that's true you know the governor also in his legislative agenda has got uh, another 50 million dollars for next level trails another 25 million for land conservation you know some big big ticket items this time around that uh, you know are, are generational golly another 50 million into next level trails if that goes through that'll mean 200 million dollars that has been put in to connect communities in the outdoor world you know we mentioned specifically this uh the the next level trails issue i mean if you remember we just now acquired the uh, the monon south project down south that's going to give us 62 miles of contiguous trail longest trail in the state of indiana so good things are going on uh and we are trying to, to get through this legislative session so we can get on with business <laughs> boy i tell you what isn't that the case we're visiting with the director of our department of natural resources dan bortner many many years successfully leading uh, recognized by peers around the country for your leadership of state parks. Of course, now Director Terry Coleman, uh, longtime mentor and doing such a great job. People are headed back okay. outside. Yeah. You know, the, the parks aren't ever closed. And as I've always said, a spring visit and a fall visit and a summer visit are three very different times and experiences. But the parks, uh, I heard you talk about Potato Creek. And the, for those that may not be aware, 
potentially a new inn going up in the northern part of Indiana, which would be great. I heard you mention Spring Mill closed for renovations. All of these right. things require money. And I know that's a big focus for what you do. But this governor has been very generous to the outdoors, conservation, hunting and fishing and preserving and protecting land as well as trails. And you just threw a whole bunch of stuff out there. But our governor is really behind this initiative. He really, really is, Brian. I tell you what, uh, he understands the, obviously, conservation is, is a huge deal in the Midwest, especially the state of Indiana. We have sportsmen, and they want to contribute to to being able to continue with the things they like to do. Um, but, you know, all that takes uh, takes money. It takes uh, it takes vision. And this governor has, has put his money where his mouth is as far as the, the Department of Natural Resources and the things that we have going on out there. You know, we are we are so blessed to be able to do what we do and to have the backing of the administration to, to get things done. So we're excited about it. Well, the backing comes with great leadership at the helm. They trust their leader who they've appointed, and that's you. So there, you owe me another $20 for saying nice things about you on Indiana Outdoors. But it's in all seriousness. It's in all seriousness and candor that you uh, have the respect of many, including in our executive office and leadership. But that doesn't come without producing results and i see and follow and hear a lot of things and you're all over the state of indiana ribbon cuttings and dedications and new public access and new opportunities for hunting and fishing and public access on our waterways and you know new nature centers opening and visitor opportunities and you've always said i'm in the you know the department of natural resources division of parks in particular we're in the business of making memories and you continue to do that very well but what keeps you awake as you look ahead you know the the main thing is there again we know that when we go in and you know the time to determine whether or not you're going to maintain a structure before you build it and you've got you know 2000 buildings in, in parks alone and it's just a matter of making sure that we're taking care of the things that we have out there with you know with in the back of our mind at all times it has to be about the resource taking care of the natural and cultural resources of the state of Indiana you know and and having the the right staff and then having the staff in the right seat on the bus as you move forward through things you know we those of us in this business are very very blessed to do what we do for a living and and you know sometimes you have, you got to pinch yourself and, and think you know my goodness uh, you know what we're doing has such a, a long-term investment to it and it's such a far-reaching uh, challenge but you know what we've got good people we've got a good team and Hoosiers love what we're doing and so when you put all those things together you can move some things forward and feel good about it boy we're visiting with Dan Bortner director of our Department of Natural Resources always great to have you be a part of Indian Outdoors expressing your message. Uh, One of those projects that I know you're most proud of uh, recently is the dunes, where folks going to the Dune State Park this year going to have an opportunity that they haven't seen in a long time. If you're a first-time visitor up there, you may not recognize the new inn or the new uh, pavilion that's up there, but I had a chance to visit with you up there. Beautiful spot. It is certainly is, and you know it's a, it's a perfect example of how government can partner with the private sector to do to do great things. You know, here we had a a building with severely aging infrastructure, and uh, we created a public private partnership where the private sector came in and, and rehabbed this uh, this old structure to the tune of about six to eight million dollars. 
And now you have a situation that is just beautiful and, and folks can utilize this. I mean, you got restaurants, you got you got rooftop lounges, you got just a wonderful, wonderful situation there. And it costs the taxpayers nothing. It was just a matter of creating this partnership. It draws a revenue stream for us and allows our, our public to be able to utilize that in, in kind of a different manner now on a year round basis. Absolutely. Well, Dan, I'm going to let you go. I know you got a lot of things as a steward. Any message for the folks headed out this spring, this summer? Absolutely. Get get outside. Welcome back weekend uh, will be May 5th, the 7th. And if you recall, that's a free admission weekend to all the parks and the state properties uh, as you move through things. Uh, and we are celebrating this year in state parks. We're celebrating 100 years of interpretive naturalists. Those are our storytellers. They're the ones that make that connection between the public and what we do. You know, the operations folks are so busy making sure the toilets and things flush. And it's that connection that we make with the outdoors world. So we are celebrating our naturalists this season. Come out and see us, folks. Turkey Run State Park. I don't know if you noticed, Brian, uh, just named the Midwest Best Hike number uh, trail. Yeah, we talked about there. that last weekend. Absolutely. So we're excited. We're excited about what's coming. So get outside and see us, folks. Director Bortner, thanks for your time as always, and thanks for supporting Indiana Outdoors. We look forward to seeing you outside this fall or this this spring at least. Talk to you <laughs> soon. You, see you. Take care. Bye-bye. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. Great to visit with him. What a great leader. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. I, your host, Brian Pointer, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. We're going to catch up with our good friend and contributor, Brandon Butler. Find out what he's up to. You never know. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show. Back right after this. It is Indiana Outdoor Show. Happy April Fool's Day. This is no joke. It's never a joke. I love doing this program, and we've been doing it for a long time. You can keep it reliable each and every Saturday. Many thanks to Director Dan Bortner of our Department of Natural Resources, our good friends over at the U.S. Sports or at the Sportsman's Alliance in Ohio. Always great to visit with them. It's great to catch up with our regular contributors. Brandon Butler, as promised, joins us now. You never know where he is in part of the whatever part of the world he is, but Brandon, always great to visit with you. What's new on your plate? Man, I was just down in Louisiana. Uh, I'm filming a new television show. It's actually on the web. I one of those things we don't know what to call them yet it's a it's a television show that's airing on the internet uh, called prairie profits i'm super excited about this because my company raceline alternative energy we were just awarded a 80 million dollar climate smart commodities grant so the department of agriculture issued uh, 2.8 billion dollars in grant allocation for companies and organizations to come up with more climate smart practices in agriculture so myself and a professor from Iowa State and a few other people wrote a grant, and we were awarded $80 million, and in that is a, a nice chunk of money for public education. And what we're doing with our grant is instituting a robust cover cropping system on agriculture lands in the Midwest. The grant is specific to Missouri and Iowa, uh, but also restoring prairie along our waterways and in uh, agricultural fields as prairie strips. The goal is to uh, stop erosion into our waterways and to keep nitrogen and phosphorus from running off into our water. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been filming episodes four and five. We started in North Missouri on the Grand River and followed that watershed all the way through the Mississippi down to the Gulf of Mexico. 
So we went Grand River to Missouri River to Mississippi River to Ohio River down to the Gulf, talking about all the different uh, pollutants and inputs that are in our water and how nature in the form of prairie and cover crops on agriculture fields can, in a big way, help alleviate this problem. Wow. You know, we can talk about this all you want, but this is actually real-time stuff where you're doing the the public advocacy work and you hear about, you know, cleaning up the prairies, making sure we have clean water. Our friends at Ducks Unlimited preach this all the time. It's not just about the ducks, but it has reciprocal effects for everything. What a cool project. And I, you had me a little jaw dropped uh, when you said you were awarded $80 million. I mean, putting $80 million in your hands is, is dangerous, dude. Yeah, you know, I was going to colonize uh, Mars, but instead I've, I've got to put plants on agricultural fields. So uh, it is what it is, but it's pretty exciting. So where can people see this, and when's it coming out? Uh, the first three episodes are out now. It's it's on our platform called Prairie Profits, and that's profits with a PH. It's really a play on words. You know, we're prophesizing the importance of prairie and the people who are involved with prairie but also that there's a, a fiscal return for this because that's really the end of, of you know, the whole initiative that I didn't mention yet is we're going to be able to harvest this prairie sustainably and the cover crops and put them into our anaerobic digesters and make renewable natural gas. So we're creating a whole new market in agriculture. So you've got a field, you can plant corn, you've got a monoculture crop once a year. Well, now you can plant a secondary crop in cereal, rye, or, or wheat, and we can harvest that, much like you would harvest hay, and we can add that to our digesters and make renewable energy from it. That's insane. So you can, You're making yourself sound really smart. You realize that. It's all about who you hang out with, Brian. So that's, you know, why I don't know why you're hanging out with me then. I'm with you, yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick, Driftwood Outdoors is your podcast, and I know you've... You're up to about 150-some episodes, and I love the the topics that you do. But you also write a syndicated weekly column, and I was reading the Hunting Heritage Endowment. Tell me about that, something you've been involved with. The Hunting Heritage Endowment. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm striking a blank. Well, I, you wrote about it. My gosh. It's, uh, it's this, for the First Hunt Foundation. First Hunt Foundation. Maybe I had it wrong. Uh, mentoring and coaching young hunters, blah, blah, blah. Uh, at the end of the... See, I'm, I'm just throwing you. See, now I made you sound really smart. Now I'm making you sound like you don't know what you're talking about, right? I think you might be reading somebody else's article. I don't remember writing this one. All right. Well, that's okay. We'll, uh, I write an article every week, and I haven't missed one since September of 06. So they, they kind of blend together at times. What else is on your plate? What else are you doing? Uh, Governor's Youth Turkey Hunt tomorrow in Missouri. It's a wonderful experience. Indiana should mimic it. Uh, what we do is we bring uh, 20 applicants who are selected to the governor's mansion, have a, a nice white tablecloth dinner. The director of the Department of Conservation is there. The governor's there. Uh, a few other you know people that are regularly involved with the outdoors make an appearance. And these kids have an experience like never before. And then they either have a place to go hunting or they're paired with a mentor that'll take them hunting for the youth season Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to be at um, State Representative Bruce Sassman's farm. He's built replicas of Aldo Leopold Shack, Henry David Thoreau's cabin on Walden Pond, and we've got two young hunters that we're going to 
uh, mentor on Saturday. So it's crazy, but my girls are too old for youth season now. So I got to find uh, got to find some other willing participants to let me get out in the turkey woods early. Well, that's one of the things I do love about you is you put your money where your mouth is, and you always are out there doing what you talk about, and that's a, not always the case so i just wanted to give you a little opportunity i love this uh prairie profits that you're doing i'm gonna have to go and check that out and as always i know you got turkey season you're doing some youth stuff but you're gonna get out and hunt a little bit yourself oh for sure i do want to say quickly that prairie profits is also on youtube you can you can find it on youtube but yeah uh, i'm i'm actually coming back to turkey hunt indiana this year i'm really excited the first place i ever saw wild turkey uh, during the restoration of the 90s was in Newton County on a farm. And I'm doing some work there with Fair Oaks and meeting with the county commissioners. See, Fair Oaks has digesters like we do, where they're able to turn the manure into uh, energy. So I'm working with the people over at Fair Oaks a little bit and in Newton County. I'll be there, and I got the invite to come back to where I deer hunted in high school and saw my first turkey to try to tag a turkey. Love it. I mean, being in Indiana, I'm looking to go to Massachusetts, uh, potentially turkey hunting on Martha's Vineyard, which is kind of ironic. Um, a few other, few other trips. Hopefully we'll save that. We'll yeah. save that for the next time. How's that? Be safe on your yeah. way home. Love the fact that you're part of Indiana Outdoors. Be safe, and look forward to catching up with you real soon. Thanks, man. My pleasure. Brandon Butler, one of Indiana Outdoors' great contributors. What a great show. It is the Indiana Outdoor Show brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Don't go anywhere. We're going to wrap it up when we return right after this. It was a no-joke show, even though it's April 1st. I hope you have a great weekend. Get out and do something fun. Turkey season is upon us. And so many things, as you've heard, you've heard Director Bortner say, get out and enjoy our great Indiana State Parks. They are better than ever, thanks to the stewardship of Director Coleman and Director Bortner, who heads all of the Department of Natural Resources. Appreciate him as always. Brandon Butler, you just heard him. Great new initiative. Go to Prairie Profits. You can just Google it and find out what that's all about. And our friends at the Sportsman's Alliance. Boy, I tell you what, they do such great work, and they are right in the middle of the tar pit right now. As you heard, a 1,000 bills they're tracking, 49 to 50 legislatures in. I don't know how they do it. That's why I always encourage, be a member of something. They're a good place to do it. Remember, folks, turn in a poacher, 1-800-TIP-IDNR. We'll be back next weekend. No joke. No joke.